Everyone and welcome to the next episode of Chop Maoni. I am one of your hosts, Wangari, and I am the other, Sophie. Fantastic. So today, yeah. Sophie, I have something I want to talk about. Talk on it now. <laughs> this is something that has come up in very many uh, discussions I've had with very many people, and mm-hmm. it's about school and your school choices for your kids. Yes. Now. As you know, here in Kenya, many people take their kids through the national Kenyan system, which is, uh, it's, I, I'm not sure what it is anymore. What we went through when we were younger was, it's called 844. So eight years of primary school, four years of secondary school, and then four years of university. Right. Um, but now they think they've changed it up to Sidri 276543. I yeah, don't know what the hell it is right now. There's but anyway, new names. I think, I think the main, the main, um, the main issue was, how how which system of school are you taking your kids through and what kind of product do you get at the end yeah. in terms of the education or the the format or the the way your child is and how your child is prepared for facing the world yeah today day and age now us ourselves our family mm-hmm. uh, we've decided to take our kids we're not taking our kids through the 844 system the way we did my Bogwa and i both did 844 yeah we've opted to take them through the british system mm-hmm. and why is that now one we first of all when we were trying to think through which system of school we're going to take our kids we i tried to do kind of like homework and find out what's the difference between the american system and the british system because those are the primarily primary the those are primarily the more abundant systems that are available in kenya yeah? okay so i was like okay it's going to be one of those because uh, the swedish school i think they only teach in swedish <laughs> that's not going to happen for us so german school i don't yeah, know if they yeah. teach german it's just that's just too complicated yeah um, so we're like, okay, British and American. Try to find out the difference. Nobody knows the difference. I went to talk to the schools in the American schools. They're like, no, it's basically all the same. I go to the British schools. They're like, yeah, it's not really that much difference. So we're like, fine. If that's not going to be the deciding factor, yeah. then let's just decide. Let's just pick a school that's nearby. So we picked a school that's like pretty much walking distance from right. where we live. Yeah. Um, one of the things I have seen, uh, and I see in myself, and I see in kids who are going through the 844 system, yeah. is that I don't think they're very well prepared for life today okay. mm-hmm. because the 844 system is based on being able to pass exams and being, you know, in the top uh, top five, top ten um, ranking in your class in terms of performance scores. Yeah. Right. So because the system is so geared towards uh, getting high scores. Uh, teachers teach students to cram mm-hmm. and to just regurgitate information. I remember days in school where we would have the teacher come in and write the notes on the board and we would sit there and just write the notes in our notebooks and yeah. then when the exam comes, you just pretty much cram the hell what, out what the teacher has put on, you know, what we've written in the notebook that yeah. has come from the teacher. Yeah. There's no kind of engagement, like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, how how does it make you feel? What would you do in that position? There was none of that. Yeah. And I don't think that evolved much uh, from what I'm seeing with um, people that I know, young people I know who are doing 844. Mm-hmm. They are very much like... You know, you, you tell them, can you can you give me an idea of what to do? And they're like, oh, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Like, can you think of something innovative? Think of something that affects you? They have no... And maybe if they, they do have an idea, they're un- unable to express themselves. Mm-hmm. Because in 844 schools, as in my experience, you're punished for having a thought that's outside the realm of 
or the the constraints of the of the classroom. Right. So you can imagine in a world today, and us as entrepreneurs and people who hire people, yeah, I have such a high premium on people or employees who are able to innovate and have new ideas and think mm -hmm. um, outside the box that. I feel like this system, whatever 844, 2.0, the one that we have now, yeah. is doing such a great disservice to our children today because they're not going to be able to compete in a world where we're trying to get new things and new ways of doing things and uh, thinking outside of the box and taking the world forward in a, in a positive way. So we decided to take this kid, our kids to uh, a British system school. Um, and I don't know, I, I can't really tell whether it's just the personality of my kids or the effect of the school, but definitely my yeah. son, who is now going into the year one, yeah. um, he is definitely someone who is, he is independent thinking, mm -hmm. even at this age, he's five. Yeah. He questions uh, authority and not in a negative way, right. in a way that he's trying to learn. Uh, and he's very confident in the way he brings up and he approaches the world. And I just love that because I feel like I'm raising a child who's going to be able to thrive in in society now and going on to the rest of his life. He's going to be able to ask questions. He's going to be able to question authority when he needs to. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be able to hopefully come with new ideas with, you know, how to take, you know, things forward in whatever he's doing, yeah. whatever he decides to do. So I am very happy with my choice. Um, the only challenge is, and where we have this discussion with people, is the cost of the schools because yeah. it is very expensive <laughs> to take this, to take my child through this system, the mm -hmm. school system that we we chose. You've chosen um, because for for us, uh, for Bogo and I, we think we we we. We take on the cost because we we think it's a very very important. It's like one of the the top three important things in our in our lives yeah. as parents. You need to give the best education that you can to your child, and if it's and if it's it's very expensive, you know. I it, for me, my my dad took seven children to, to school, school yeah. and it was a good school. Yeah. Um, the time we grew up, it was one of the best schools in the country. Yeah. And he was like, it's not a question for him. He's like, I need to give my children the best education that they can mm -hmm. can get that you can afford. And I am going to do whatever it is that I can to be able to pay for it. And yeah. sometimes he, you know, it was tough to raise those fees, but by and large, we were able to finish uh, going to school there and get the good education that we did and, you know, uh, take it forward to the next stage in life. But yeah, I get a lot of like People are like, whenever I say, oh, I take my child to this school for yeah. uh, British system, they're like, isn't it expensive? And I'm like, is it your business? <laughs> like, why Why should you, why? And it's very, very judgmental. Guys are like, oh my God, you pay that much for your school? And I'm like, yes. it's not about you. It's about me. And it's about the choices that we have made in our lives. And I think people try to judge us yeah. because they're like, they think that we're trying to, we're taking our children there so that we can have some sort of status in society and uh -huh. be like, oh, my kid goes, goes to, to this, this school. school. And I'm like, it's not, let me tell you. It's my child uh, the way I see him now, yeah. the, what what this school has given him, uh, plus of course married with his own um, his it's, own personality, right. I think I'm seeing the best of what he could be, and I'm seeing that I'm Getting developing a child money. who's going to thrive going forward. Because I do not see that eight four four. I don't see. That I don't happening. see that happening. And even today, I, f I still sometimes feel the effects of eight four four. Like, like. Almost atrophies your brain <laughs> if you've not, you know, regurgitated or copy pasted something. You're not what your ideas are not valid yeah. enough, and and I think that's one of the main messages we got in eight four four. You 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 and your ideas 
please take them to the other side. (laughs) If you're not regurgitating what it said in Organic Chem, page (laughs) 500 or GHC. Don't remind me. That thing was so traumatic for me. Yeah, I don't know, Sophie. What do you think? I hated school so much. And I realized this when I went to college. Why did you hate school so much? Because for the very reasons you've stated, Mm -hmm. it did not in any way encourage thought Mm -hmm. in any way. It was punished to color outside the lines. Mm -hmm. Um, It was rot. It was about passing exams. And if you didn't pass, then you were a complete loser. Mm -hmm. You were useless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to be discarded. Like if you're index number 31 in a class of 31, you are just... You are wasting school fees. Please return the money to your parents because you're not doing anything that is valuable. And so... And it was communicated to you that way. Yeah, Like you are a useless human being. And because the teacher would stand in the front of the class and say, these are the scores... And she'd read them out. Mm. And you'd know where everybody was placed. Mm. So it was humiliating. Mm. Um, I mean, I was an average student, but I think I would have been much better than Mm. average if I had had those experiences that you described Mm. that you've chosen for your son. It is also interesting that you talk about the British system, which a lot of Kenyans have taken up um, and have been lucky to have that opportunity to do so because, like you said, the cost can be out of this world. But what is interesting to me is that the Brits themselves are complaining about their system. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're saying the very things that we are complaining about our 844. Mm-hmm. It's too much about testing. Mm-hmm. It is The focus has moved from learning, mm-hmm. and it's all about testing. And, mm-hmm. and the same thing is said about the American system. The Americans have complained for years that there's mm-hmm. too much time teachers are spending on testing mm-hmm. and very little on actual teaching. Yeah. And so it, it, for me, it raises the question of what is education for? I mean, why mm. why do we slave away? Why do we spend all the money that we have mm. to get our children educated? What is it for ultimately? Is it so that we can have these well-rounded people who are able to talk, to write, mm-hmm. to navigate their way through the world? Or is it just mm. to get is it to get a job? Is that why we go to school? Is it to get jobs? You know, this was this discussion that was happening in the news yesterday. And actually, yeah. um, I had tweeted to, to, to them about this because we're talking about this case of this guy who was a actuarial science yes. student who is like living in a Homeless. slum. Homeless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we were saying oh, what the lady said. She was like, you know, you when you get an education, yeah. it's to improve your chances or, or, or help you to be able to contribute uh, better to this world. Yes. So when you get that degree, yes, you shouldn't just take it at face value. Like this is my paper. Now give me a job. <laughs> that education, yeah, is supposed to be the hallmark, or that certificate signifies to me that you have gone through a certain type of training yeah. that allows you to be able to think in a certain way that will help my business or society improve. Yeah. So when I'm hiring you and you have a degree from LSE, yeah, yeah. It, it tells me that it should it should be the opening. It, it's kind of like the calling card for saying this person have had has had this type of education right. and should be able to do A, B, C, D. Right. But now it's up to you to come and prove to me that you have been able to absorb that kind of education and show me how you have applied. You can apply that thinking yeah. to my business. You don't just come with your degree and say, Hapa, ndio hapa, degree. Take me in Yeah, now. show me. Like even, you're, even when you're interviewing, display your prowess. Yeah. <laughs> like show me how you're going to, 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 to use what you've learned, yeah. your expensive education, how you're going to apply it to, to this business. And I think people really get it wrong in that sense. They do. And, and, and I think what you were saying about um, testing yeah. is very true. Um, but I, 
the systems have not evolved that much. There's some systems like the Finnish system that is brilliant that you would that we, you, you you can talk a little bit about. Uh, yeah. Um, we don't have enough of those opportunities in Kenya, so you kind of have to take what is what is what is available uh, that is the best uh, for your child in this situation. So, mm-hmm. for example, like people say homeschooling, you can do homeschooling. Yeah. But you know, you have to you have be to the teacher. The teacher, yeah. Yeah, it and ju- most of us don't have that kind of uh, skill. We don't. I don't think I could be teachers. a teacher. I would be. I don't think I would be a very bad teacher. I think I, I, would, I be, would suck. I don't my have kids much would patience. Be index thirty one in their <laughs> my, own my house. Pa- <laughs> in their own house index of two out of one. Yeah, <laughs> I think I I don't have that much patience for teaching, and uh, I, I don't think I would be a very good teacher. But then, so the choice I make, I think I'm seeing my son thrive. It's yeah. much better than the eight four four system. But right. I think um, I think uh, this testing environment is really. Like in, one thing I wanted to say about eight four four is that the onus or the the responsibility for your grade is completely put on the child. Yeah, like the the teacher is almost absorbed. It's like you a child need dula. Yes, dula cannot become it's better than, uh, than this. you know. Yeah, yeah, and it is not my fault. Yeah, yeah. So that now I I think I would like to see much more of like a a give and take and saying like okay this child is uh, excellent in in music and let's cultivate that because yeah. they seem to be yes we'll teach them about biology and chemistry but just so that they can know yeah. but clearly this child is able to thrive in this kind of environment yeah. sometimes it's not very clear in the early years and so you can make you try to give them a breath of, of mm-hmm. knowledge or mm-hmm. opportunities to learn in different in spaces yeah but um by and large i think it, it should go in that direction and then Sorry, you touched on so many things. So I want to respond to, to that. Huh? <laughs> the other thing is, I I have so much. I don't think the value of of university education for mm, me mm. is not very high anymore. What? And I, you know, you know what I like. Scandal. I know what I like about the way they used to do things back in the day mm-hmm. was that you finish high school yeah. and then you go into like an apprentice apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you, A levels. Yeah. So ish. like if you're if you're finished your secondary school mm-hmm. then you and you like really like law you go and work with that lawyer mm-hmm. and you you know start from the bottom yeah. from you know writing memos or whatever it is and then you <laughs> kind of build that skill on the job yeah. as opposed to going to university and then plopping yourself and saying you know Living this is law. Way. Yeah. yeah and i think that if if we were able to remodel university education as such as apprenticeship type uh opportunity mm-hmm. self taught and each almost. year you can even choose to be an apprentice in a different scenario if yeah. you want to do law an apprenticeship in law your four years that's up to you if you want to do something different in all those four years yeah. that's also up to you but you learn on the job and you learn with experts even like these guys kina Edison and all these big inventors they always had someone who was helping them mm-hmm. to do stuff and that person now was able to take you know yeah. learn and, and 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 take it forward and i think in some places that is happening i think these millennials are coming to really shake up the status of everything and a lot Disruption. of them are saying mm-hmm. we don't see value in saying plopping a hundred thousand dollars in a university mm-hmm. education when i live here i'm i'm indebted debt, yeah but i don't have a means of paying off my debt so they're redesigning the way that they're going to school and some open universities have have taken that on mm-hmm. and they're offering it's kind of like build your own degree mm-hmm. so you go in there and you're like who i'm interested in underwater basket weaving and also i like history <laughs> and i like some organic chemistry so you kind of build your own mm-hmm. learning and your own education based mm-hmm. on your desires or interests mm-hmm. but it seems like that is a long way off because we still have the 16 years mm-hmm. of elementary mm-hmm. 
because to get to an adult who is able to make those decisions they have to have had this background yes. yeah and that is where the fun- fundamentally it's in this early education and you know people really underestimate early education yeah. I, i find that really disturbing yeah. and i think it's only only because i and i at some point i also had underestimated it because yeah. i'm just like see there you know it's whatever <laughs> um and only because i was able to learn a little bit more about early if you don't have a very strong foundation in early years there's no way you're going to have a str- they're going to thrive in the later years yeah. so people people are always like take your child to 844 pack start at 5 and then and then now take them to, to igc whatever. See oh what? my god, you have already done the damage. There is no way that child is going to be suddenly become an independent thinker if you've not already taught them the foundation. Their foundation is to love school yeah. one and to and you know to be a confident thinker because yeah. those things are I think they are hardwired when when you're young. So there's an interesting study. It's interesting that you say that. Mm-hmm. There have been studies that have been done that pretty much say your child's trajectory is set when they're 7 years old. Mm-hmm. Beyond 7 there's nothing you can do that mm-hmm. will fundamentally change the outcomes for mm-hmm. your child so that goes into where they live mm-hmm. when they grow up so you could be living in Korogosho mm-hmm. and then when you're seven you kind of move to Muthaiga but they've got the Korogosho frame of mind and it is done <laughs> it is hardwired which mm-hmm. is so interesting because there's this guy he's he's which, followed it was a study from where you you put the I, link I'll in there I put the link in the in yeah. the thing that where people can comments, follow yeah. so there's this guy he followed these kids and it, I think it was in in England mm-hmm. so he gets them when they're seven and then he just he does he follows them every seven years and I'm going to use this word by golly it is <laughs> precisely as he said it would be mm. when they were seven years old he's like this one will make it to this one and then this one at seven he knows this one will become a blacksmith mm. this one is going to be a lawyer mm. at seven years old and it's because he's like when they're seven it is done mm. so if you're trying to do that for your kid get them to be that confident and then and all of those things mm-hmm. that you aspire for them mm-hmm. you have to be doing it when they're three years old mm-hmm. You have to take them to your office yeah. if you want them to have that kind of exposure. Yeah. If you want your kid to be a pilot and he has some sort of an interest of flying planes, mm. take put him in the planes. Put him in a cockpit if you can <laughs> find a friend yeah. who can lease you an hour mm. because that is where it is all going to begin. Mm. And I think the Kenyan government in in making different permutations of the education system is now coming up with this other one they're calling the competency-based mm-hmm. curriculum which is so bloody confusing. Because I was going to ask you to explain but clearly I, I you are myself, confused. I am I'm in a whole <laughs> tell, trying to tell, understand. Give, give us a broad strokes. So broadly what is they are saying is that yes we've identified that 844 has its limitations mm-hmm. and it's not churning out the kind of people that we want and the kind of people who are able to take up responsibilities for themselves and the society. So what we're going to do is come up with a whole new system and they had all these lovely consultants who are usually white mm-hmm. and from England mm-hmm. you know <laughs> colonize our problems mm-hmm. and they came and they drew up a plan and they said this is what Kenya needs and there's been a lot of push and pull because mm-hmm. the teachers are like we don't understand this new curriculum what is it is requiring is that now the effort will go as you said 100% to the kid mm-hmm. and their parent mm-hmm. basically the teacher is there as a guide mm-hmm. so i'm going to give you this assignment and then it's up to you as a child and your parents to get it done mm. and you have a certain amount of time to get it done mm-hmm. so what people are saying those who are opposed to it are saying the problem is that this will only work for kids who are fast in stable families mm-hmm. and have parents who are able mm. if if you don't if your parent does not have a color printer <laughs> at home does not have a wifi connectivity mm. because the the thing about 844 as much as we hated it and still do it was an equalizer mm. because the textbook you read in Musongari 
is the same one that, that was read in, in Karachuonyo. Mm-hmm. It was the same textbook. So mm. if we were going for like for like, mm. it was on an equal yeah. standing. But now with CBC, mm. which is the acronym, mm. if you don't have that exposure, even if you're in the proper government school, mm. if you don't have internet, mm. and they're saying you need to print four butterflies, mm. And your mother mm. and your and father. And your mother take a trip to the local museum <laughs> to pick up. My mother works in Bomet and I live in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what is what they say it's going to do is just bring more inequality in the education yeah. system and not less. Yeah. So that has been the challenge even for parents who are, okay, I'm able to afford this, but I still don't understand. Yeah. I'm up until 9 p.m. trying to do homework mm. with my kid when really... This was something that they should have been able to do by themselves. Yeah. So parents are feeling pulled in all sorts of directions. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it remains the money factor. I mean, how much are you able to really pay yeah. to get the best opportunity for your child? I mean, is it realistic? Can you continue? It, whatever the decision yeah. you make for your child, is it realistic for you and your family? And then you're usually talking yeah. about more than one child. And I, I think I think what you said, to, to the, I do agree to some extent with some of what, what this, what does he call it? CBC. CBC, yeah. CBC. Mm. Um, that there has to be a little bit more involvement, especially of the parents. Yes. In, in the, your homework and in, in making sure that your education goals are being met. Yes. Because right now, people, <laughs> parents just outsource companies. Besides, they're like, you and your teacher, what you decided, please leave me out of this You, equation. the teacher, and the nanny. Yeah. Those yeah I just the... want to see a report card <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. So I do believe that there is a role, a stronger role that, that parents can play. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this, this uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of the cost, it, mm-hmm. it's very expensive. And I really want you to talk about the Finnish system because I know you know a little bit more about that. I do. Um, but the, the problem is um, I've had people come to me I swear, I feel so annoyed. When people are like, <laughs> like, oh, what child? What school do you take your child to? Yeah. Oh, I take the child to this school. Oh my God, that's so expensive. You're even there's one someone even commented. They're like, oh, you're even embarrassed to say how much it costs, eh? Because it's so expensive. And I'm like, mind your life. I, first of all, it's online. You can, if you wanted to know, you can Google. Yeah. I can tell you how much it costs if you feel like I, it's not a discussion <laughs> that I feel like having with you. But uh, if if I've made that choice, I've even had people who come and say. Why don't you do this instead? And I'm like, why are you injecting yourself <laughs> in the why school decision yeah. of why? my child? That is a decision between me, my husband, and my child. Yeah. Like, that why has do you care? nothing, <laughs> zero to do with you. Yeah. Um, but people feel no. some sort of way. Uh, some sort of way about where you take your school and and I think it has to do with this class thing mm. where you say, if you take your child to school in this place, this is what obviously feel much more superior to us. How? You know? And I'm like, this really, it really has nothing to do with you. I could decide we could be living in whatever. I don't know where it is. Pangani. Yeah. And decide we are going to live in Pangani because we want to spend the bulk of our money on school taking fees. our kids to school fees. <laughs> yeah. That is a decision we make because we do realize the importance mm-hmm. of school. And if we decided on a school because of ABCD and we decide, yes, we can still make um, we can make enough money. We can pay school fees mm. if we, you know, cut on these other areas. Mm. Of That's a decision that as a family that we, that my family, nuclear, <laughs> emphasis on nuclear family yeah. will make. And lots of families make those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And I think these, like you said, there's always going to be that class struggle. 
about how much money you're spending and yeah. what you're spending it on mm. and how somehow that is my business yeah. when really it is not because mm. it's a clear indication that I am the one who has a problem with yeah. it. Yeah, I'm a, I don't know why I'm con- so concerned. I mean, I don't have any part in your budget making process. Mm. So, yeah. But, you know, to really talk about the Finnish system, here's what the Finns have done, mm. which is excellent. Mm. And a lot of people keep trying to copy mm. and emulate them mm. because they have figured it out. Mm. They have made education a priority and to that extent the government has set aside a huge portion of money mm. to making sure that a child regardless of their background whether they come from a well-to-do family or whether they come from the bottom of mm-hmm. the barrel they will have the same level of access mm-hmm. of education so mm-hmm. they have spent huge chunks of money mm-hmm. and perhaps they're able to do that because they have they're a tiny population mm-hmm. and of, obviously they have better physical responsibility than most other places mm-hmm. but so that is their thing so then because of that then there's no need for private school mm-hmm. so for the most part all finnish schools are public mm-hmm. yeah and they're well funded mm-hmm. so that means then as a parent i'm not slaving struggling spending mm-hmm. all of my mm-hmm. money trying to find the yeah. best opportunity is yeah. it free it's yeah it's free mm-hmm. from all the way up to university mm-hmm. it's free and i think there's a small fee for internationals but it's compared to other places it's mm. quite reasonable mm. so it is free and then they have spent it, they have spent a large amount of money on training their teachers i hear teachers there are like doctors like same level as a doctor to be a kindergarten teacher in finland you need a masters degree mm-hmm. that just tells you the kind of people <laughs> it's not those people who have finished secondary school and, and have got no an other plus <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not a, as a by the way <laughs> plus <laughs> So I think once you reached F even there's no plus or minus <laughs> F and your mission it's uh-huh. it's like find you another life um so they have spent a huge chunk of money on training their teachers to get into a teacher training college in Finland is harder than to get into med school mm. yeah the grade level that is required mm. you can't be you actually have to be a very good student to become a teacher so mm. that is what they've recognized mm. and then they have paid their teachers the commensurate pay mm. for what it takes to be teachers because the society has said for us this is what is important mm. education so what are we going to have to do to achieve that mm-hmm. and so everyone is in that mode of yes mm. Yes, teachers deserve this pay, teachers deserve these resources because our kids deserve all of these things. Mm. And so they have a totally different outlook on education. Mm. And testing is not a priority mm. for them because they're like they have decided this is what education is for. It is for building the kind of people we want who will mm. be involved in their society, who are respectful, mm. who can take care of themselves, mm. who know how to read and write. So they have defined for them what their priorities for yeah. education are. Every time we listen to a Kenyan government official talking about education they're like our youth need to find a jobs and that is the sum total <laughs> yeah. of why they go to school yeah. is to find a job mm. the finisher like they can find a job which is a good thing but that is not why mm. okay it's a, it's yeah it's a list of the things but it is not no, that thing yeah and so it requires a whole other mindset and, and and what about um do you know how they teach like uh, do they do conventional subjects do you choose like how do you know much about how that works yeah so what what is also really amazing about this is the teachers have autonomy full autonomy so even when they set up the curriculums the teacher is very much involved in curriculum setting within the larger community and then within the schools themselves mm-hmm. so the teacher and has like diff- schools can have different curricula yes the t- uh. and the teacher can even deviate and mm-hmm. say today we're going to learn biology we're going to learn about how lungs work mm. but the way i want to do it is like this mm. 
and they set up the whole lesson mm. of how they want to do it. They don't have people who are sitting Keeping there notes. grading yeah. and seeing how the teacher did this and how they deviated. So a lot of that it, autonomy has allowed teachers the freedom mm. to teach as they want. And they have found that that makes for a better outcome for the teachers. They're motivated and for the students because they learn in different ways. Mm. So it's a whole mind shift if you think about what education is for. Because in, in any case, early education starts in the child's home. Mm -hmm. Because as the parents, you're the first teachers mm -hmm. and you set the tone yeah. of whether they, your kids are going to like school mm. or they won't. Yeah. yeah. So they have elements of where there's a lot of teacher involvement, there's a lot of parent involvement, mm. there's a lot of community mm. involvement. Yeah. Which is what I think initially we had when we had 844 as the council schools. Mm -hmm our parents were hyper-involved. We had PTAs mm -hmm. that they had to attend. They had those parent-teacher meetings where you, your parent was like, now Angare, she just likes to chew gum. <laughs> and be a nuisance. And, yeah, so together as the teacher and the parent, you decide yeah. what course of action we're going to take for this child. And a lot of that was lost. Mm. A lot of that has been lost. And so now parents are just desperate to find the teacher yeah. who will do for their kid yeah. what... You know, I, I sometimes sometimes think that um, people in Kenya or parents teach schools like uh, use schools as like glorified nursery <laughs> or babysitting <laughs> services. Yeah, because what we have is like you have you start from eight. Sometimes start, some schools start from seven, and then they end at, at between five. four and five. And then before seven and after uh, four, yeah, there's tuition. So guys are like cramming, cramming, cramming before, after, during. Life is just about cramming. <laughs> right, in other schools, I was talking to this lady uh, from Zimbabwe. She's like, ah, schools used to end, school used to end at noon. Yeah, then you go home. <laughs> like I can't believe people are here slaving until four. Us we used to end at four. Yeah, end at four. So what are you doing until four? You know. What so, are you doing? You're not at a job. Yeah. You're in school. So she was this, the, and so there's also that thing of the concept of how, if mm. you know how long should school be? What's the right balance between instruct being instructed mm. with the teacher and yeah. then you going home to kind of absorb what you've learned yeah. and maybe apply what you've learned? Maybe and because for example, Finland they don't even do homework. Mm. All the learning ends in school. Yeah, it's done. There's mm. no like now tomorrow we need you to do this fifty sums. Yeah, no, I think that would be so excellent. We finished, and you see, this is the problem that has changed all of that. Mm -hmm. A lot of the schools back then used to be in the neighborhoods where people lived, mm -hmm. so it wasn't the kid needed to be there at seven because they could easily walk to school. Yeah. I would leave my house at 7.30 and I would get in school in time for the first lesson mm. at 8 or 8.30. Mm. So the schools were built within where the people mm. were living. Mm. So it reduced that stress of mm. commuting, mm. tired children mm -hmm. and all of those other things. And then the kid could leave school at 3 mm -hmm. and walk himself home or be picked by whoever was picking up and get yeah. home at a reasonable time. Yeah. So. We spend a lot of our time now because we are going to the very few good schools mm -hmm. and we live very far from them because we can't afford to live in the neighborhood yeah. where the good school is. Yeah. So I have to leave my house at five, yeah. take you to school, and then get to work. Yeah, I hear people like <sighs> kids waking up at 4 a.m. so they can wash and then they leave at five because if you live on Kitengel, yeah. like Huko <laughs> far on the other opposite side of the traffic, you have to wake up so early so to be able to get to school on time. Yeah. And and what breaks my heart is that remember back in I think some years back where there were floods. 
And, the and then the kids the were like sleeping in buses because the buses got flooded. Oh, remember that, that time when there was a bus that had a hole in the middle of the bus and the, and kid, the kid fell, fell through. out? Oh my God, let me tell you. We the put horrors. our children, our children are clearly not a priority when it come, in Kenya. No, they're not. Uh, because we do not, we're just like, ah, oh, those are guys, they'll deal, see their time is coming. <laughs> they should wait 15 more years before they can start making decisions. So we put no priority or very little priority on education. Education is one of the highest funded uh, sectors or in Kenya. I didn't but know not that. Because, only because of the numbers. Okay. But not because of the quality <laughs> that it's going into. Well, that was tragic. Yeah. I mean, and this is where I go back to what is parental responsibility. If I, if we as a community decide we are not going to take this anymore mm. and then start demanding that even the council school has to be to a certain level of quality mm. and experience mm -hmm. and opportunity, and that is what is lost now because like, I can take my kid to a private school. I'm like, what to a kanjo what sort? Yeah? Because me, <laughs> what I'm doing is from everything yeah. is my child. Yeah. And there's no interest in our children mm -hmm. because ultimately your child does not live in a vacuum. Even mm -hmm. if your kid gets the best IGCSE education, still he still has to live with this <laughs> and guy hire these and people, hire yeah. these people or have yeah. this person as a coworker mm -hmm. or even a spouse. Mm -hmm. You just think of it that way. Mm. Yeah. So it's not only about your kid, mm -hmm. it's about our kids. Yeah. And so as parents, a lot of us have dropped the ball on that. We're like, mm -hmm. I've done my part. I have worked, yeah. I've found the UN job so that I can pay for you to be in that bloody school. Yeah. So you need to do your part as a child. That That is me, I've done. Me, me, I've done. My, your mother and me have slogged all these years. So what are you doing as a child? Yeah. And we've completely dropped the ball. So do you know what you're going to do for Pendo and, and Nambu? This Pendo is, is three. Yeah. So I, I like to, to tell myself that I have time, when, but clearly I don't because of the research that I just told you mm -hmm. about. This is the fundamental. So I'm grappling between the IGCSE, which... You had talked about homeschool. At some I point. talked about homeschool until I realized that unless someone else is doing it, mm. I absolutely cannot do it. Mm -hmm. I don't have the discipline, the know-how, any of it. Mm -hmm. Ideally, if there was a homeschool group that I could send her and to. And there are. And there are, mm -hmm. but now it's trying to find out which where, because again, these things are in certain places. Mm -hmm. So again, do we start the same thing that I'm complaining about, the commuting madness and all of that? Mm -hmm. So homeschooling sounds fascinating. I don't know enough about it, but mm -hmm. it sounds like there's a lot of those things that we want. Mm -hmm. We want autonomy, we want creativity, we want literacy, mm -hmm. all of those good things. And in a cost that you're like, yeah, that sounds like a reasonable fee. I can pay that mm -hmm. for now. So that sounds good. But apparently in Kenya, homeschooling is illegal. Did you know that? I heard something like yeah. that. It's ridiculous. Which is like, hello, please. <laughs> <laughs> How can be the choice of education? I mean, if your kid can meet the... Can, guidelines or yeah, whatever is set up then and that's pass this you know whatever, whatever tests that you're putting then that's through. all it's about how mm. they get there is entirely up to mm -hmm. me so apparently it's being it's being challenged in court right now because yeah. some parents are like hell no this is the thing that we're doing and some people are really sold on it which is great mm -hmm. i like that we are a place where we have way more options than when we were in school mm -hmm. yeah so there's a lot more places where you can take your kid and find the best opportunity yeah. for them that's where I am right now. I am mm -hmm. in the testing phase. I am interviewing. I'm trying to find out what is teaching philosophy, what is all of these things. Because for me, I do not want my kids to hate school like I did. Mm -hmm. I went because I had to, not because yeah. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And that was fundamentally my biggest problem with education. Yeah, so I think pain. I think where we're coming at is the, the current system is, is failing us. Yes, they're, they're 
transitioning to a new one and there's some benefits but mm-hmm. uh, I think it still has a lot of challenges and we talked about the inequality between the mm-hmm. in, in the new system yeah um, I think we just need to do better um, I think where we're coming out on this is that we as a society <laughs> yeah are very self-centered yeah so we think of our own child like my own child as opposed yes. to our the outcomes children. of you know yeah. in, in our society and uh Uh, I don't know how we the, I think the only way you make a change is to to become a more active person in in actually civil society and and try to demand for these changes but you know we are who we are <laughs> we don't After got this no podcast time. we are going home to, to do look our, at our things. <laughs> private educated children and just be like huh, drink our a whiskeys. good podcast yes so I don't know we need to do better um, yeah. it's up to us yeah so I think that was an interesting discussion guys let us know what you think uh put your comments up let us know if you think um uh, what you think about the education options that you have uh, right now and even if you don't have kids the system that you went through was it did it help you do you think you benefited um what could be done better mm-hmm. um and yeah guys let's take let's let's take more responsibility let's put more let's put more into our children as a whole yeah and uh, with that please like Uh, whichever platform you're hearing us on like us there and uh, tell everybody about us tell your friends and we look forward to well hearing from you <laughs> and uh, to the next episode see right. you later bye bye